The Florida Panthers will be returning to the Global Series for the first time in six years, and it's another opportunity for the NHL to showcase one of the league's brightest stars. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Monday, February 19th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News. You can follow me on X at Mondoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. And download the Sleeper app and use code LOCKEDONHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So, Cats fans, we have a jam-packed show uh, today. A late afternoon uh, release here on President's Day, which I know the Florida Panthers aren't playing uh, this year on President's Day, but there's still a lot of hockey to watch. If you have ESPN+, Plus, uh, check out uh, Stars Bruins uh, today to see... Uh, what the result could be for the Florida Panthers in as far as the standings go right before they face off against the Ottawa Senators uh, to, on Tuesday at 7 p.m. The Bruins are currently playing a matinee as we speak against the Dallas Stars. It is 1.02 p.m. at the start of this recording. So as soon as I'm done recording, uh, I will definitely be catching that game, which, uh, by the way, Alexander Petrovich will be playing his first NHL game in over five years since 2019 the last time he suited up was against the florida panthers um excuse me was with the florida panthers sorry uh but i want to just let's go straight straight into the topics because uh speaking of the dallas stars the florida panthers and the dallas stars will be playing in the global series uh next year in november in tapera finland uh, the hometown of Alexander Barkov, a a squad that he grew up playing in, played on the team as a 16-year-old and really, really showcased himself as one of the brightest stars uh, up and coming at the time, right before he was drafted number two overall uh, to the Florida Panthers back in 2013. And also, uh, this story was broken by David Prognata of the fourth period. Uh, it's going to be November 2024. And also, this will be the second time that the Florida Panthers will be part of the Global Series. They played against the Chicago Blackhawks uh, back in 2019, split both times in their Global Series. And the second time that the NHL has been to Tempera uh, back in last time was back in 2022 uh, with Colorado and Columbus. So these will be the 10th and 11th games ever in uh, Tempera. But last time the Panthers were in Helsinki, where they faced off against the Winnipeg Jets, uh, uh, the Winnipeg Jets team that had Paul Maurice as the head coach and Dmitry Kulikov as part of that of that team, and uh, not necessarily uh, not necessarily close to Anton Lindell's hometown, as his uh, hometown of Espoo is closer to Helsinki. If you if you are not familiar with uh, Finland Finland geography. Uh, Helsinki is more towards the coast on the southern side. Espoo is not too far from that. And Tempera is more inland, which is 122 miles away from Helsinki. But because it is in it is in Finland, 
and not the United States, let's convert it to kilometers, which is 182 kilometers. And that's for the Finnish listeners who are listening and on the show, if you happen to be uh, from there as, as well. Uh, but like I said, at the time, it was all about showcasing Patrick Laine and Alexander Barkov at the time. Now Patrick Laine has moved on now with the Columbus Blue Jackets and all. And I just think about the last time that the NHL did the Global Series. The story of that Global Series was when uh, William Nylander was in the middle of his contract talks with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they saw how well he was marketed there. And that might have sent a message to the front office of the Maple Leafs to, hey, get this guy signed. He's he's big more than just in the Toronto market. But, but thankfully, the Florida Panthers aren't in that situation where they're pressured to sign Alexander Barkov and, and all. But... Also, uh, when when it comes when it goes back to that matchup earlier this season against the Dallas Stars, which happened to be on Finland's Independence Day on December sixth, uh, the that game featured eight Finnish players: Barkov, Etulus Turanen, Anton Lundell, and Nico Mikola uh, there on the squad. Which Etu Lundell and Mikola actually went on vacation during the All Star break to the Bahamas. Didn't want to say it at the time because didn't want to say it while they were there. Now a few weeks has passed, so now feel like it's best to talk about that publicly as well. But but also on the other side of things, uh, Miro Haskinen, Rope Hints, Asa Lindell, and Yanni Hockenpah are the were the for the other four Finnish players in that game back on December sixth against the Florida Panthers. Which the Florida Panthers that was a game that they never trailed. Evan Rodriguez had a four point night there as well. And on TNT as, as, as well. So an, an, a great opportunity for for so many uh, guys to be to be marketed there. I, Barkov, especially Rope Hints and Mira Haskinen are probably the three guys who are have the most eyes on in in that series. Uh, I mean, also we spoke about Patrick Lane earlier. The and that's an opportunity for for the juices to get flowing for for also one of the guys who are from there uh William Nylander was great in Sweden when it was the global series there but last time around Patrick Laine got four goals in two games the first game was Connor Hellebuck versus James Reimer and then the second one was Hellebuck versus Luongo in the second uh Connor Hellebuck scored um, and played in both of them uh for for the Jets and uh and the Panthers got to get three power play goals in in the second one, so both of them by a four two final. But going back to the Stars and the Panthers, I mean Lundell, even before he came over to the U.S. to play, he was playing with HIFK. Uh, spoke about at the time with Kobe Guy of Florida Florida Hockey Now, how he's the most famous hockey player in Finland uh, for sure. And also during that Independence Day game in from Emirate Bank Arena, Lundell spoke about how a lot of a lot of fans who traveled from Finland to the U.S. and even the population that is there, it's a good. It's good as far as weather and coming over here. If you if they don't live here for vacation and also also a mix of people who live in the region as well. And also, let's not forget, uh, there's quite a few Anton Lindell jerseys from HIFK in that game, and also um, also. Crazy to think as as well of how competitive he was in that league in Liga during that time was. Let's also not forget that he had a bigger role on that HIFK squad than Hendrik Borgstrom at, at the time, and that that is uh, that is uh, something as far as at the time what his role was versus Borgstrom, and also 
the Europa Hints also spoke about how the differences in the game about the style of hockey back in uh, Finland is more defensively oriented and, and all. And it's uh, you can understand why Etulis Thuranen and Anton Lindell's games are the way they are and how they can it can especially when especially when you're hard on the pucks closing in gaps and then when you're in the offensive zone for check then you could create those off script plays like the they're like they have quite a bit especially especially lately which we'll get more into that the third segment as well and also let's also not forget that Barkov and his dad Barkov senior have our co-owners of the club there in, in Tapera, uh, who Barkov Senior spent ten years uh, playing there, and also four years ago, Barkov got a has a minority got a minority stake in there too. So that that's also something worthy as far as not marketed, but you know that feeling of being home and of being around the club that you grew up with right before coming here. And so that also I also want to emphasize that too on on yeah he's a big star here but to also put put it out there on how 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 big he is back at back at home in his in his home country of finland as well and and man it's it's still ways away from now nine months from now to be to not necessarily to be exact but around that ballpark but it's still an opportunity to like look ahead and and see huh this is going to be probably uh, an incredible event, uh, not only for Panthers fans, but for the world to, to see the, the people over in Finland and even even the surrounding countries who just want to see the NHL and want to travel. They get to they want to they get to see some quality hockey as and also let's also not forget uh, two contenders. Um, not I don't expect uh, either team to go away in the 2024 25 season as far as ability to contend for the cup as far as window. So that's also a, a, a plus the amount of Finnish hockey players and the fact that they're both contenders and on the Florida Panthers side of things before even pulling up Dallas's cat friendly page, uh, everyone will be under contract come into coming into the next season. I know Anton Lundell's currently in RFA, but we're not anticipating that he's going to go anywhere. So that's also a, a plus as far as, and what the NHL looked at when it came to scheduling uh the, this game out in finland but we're going to transition over to segment number two where we're going to discuss more about where the florida panthers goalie tandem stand and what should the starts look like coming down the stretch we're going to discuss that and more here on the locked on florida panthers podcast today's episode is brought to you by Camino Consulting. And how would you like to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's Day gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you'd hope? Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off in the month of February for using discount code locked on. Again, that's discount code locked on for 25% off the rest of the month at CaminoConsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the 20, uh, the first five profiles free. Once again, that is at www.CaminoConsulting.ca. 
ca locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube and now it's also available on amazon fire tv and the free fire tv channels app locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league find locked on sports today now available on the free fire tv channels app back on this monday february 19th edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast thank you once again for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a monday and i want to discuss more about the the state of the goalie tandem for the florida panthers and and all and right now when it when it comes we we have zero complaints here at least as far as the state of the goaltending, I mean, Anthony Solars is the, is number one as far as road GAA. I mean, yeah, the Florida Panthers only have 12 road games left in the season. They're playing four out of their next five at home, which, by the way, the Panthers have a chance to get the record of the most consecutive road wins at 13 if they beat Carolina next Thursday. And then the next one after that will be a road nationally televised game for the Panthers against the Detroit Red Wings and big, big opportunity and an opportunity to set history as as well, as far as that. But I also want to talk about really the, the splits. What, what are the splits going to look like? Because this has been a conversation in various different platforms that I've seen Um, three podcasts to be exact that I've heard them talk about it. One of them was, one of them was, the podcast that sometimes talks about Panthers hockey, but sometimes they don't in Panther Puri, locked on fantasy hockey. And the other one was 32 thoughts as well. All three of those podcasts have discussed what are the, what are the, what are the starts going to look like? And let's also take into consideration the, the last start by Sergey Bobrovsky, despite a nine, two victory after giving up the first goal, let's also consider the two goals that Bobrovsky gave up on Saturday were both on rushes. The first one on a pinch by Montour, and then Mikola had to go back, and also on the power play on the rush too. So, but other than that, Bobrovsky was just so sound in, in his crease as well. And also, Saturday brought two 9-2 wins in the NHL on the same night. Uh, first time in over 100 years that we've seen two 9-2 wins. The other one came with the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Anaheim Ducks, which Austin Matthews got another Patrick, his sixth of the season, so it's safe to say that the Rocket Richard race is over. <laughs> but also, when going back to the topic at hand with uh, with the with the splits and all, Bobrovsky has started forty of the fifty-five games so so far this season. That's seventy-two percent, seventy-two point seven. So very close to his jersey number uh, as well. And eighty-one of and if you're going to the, his home splits. 81 of 81% at home. So at this rate, that's going to get him to 60 starts. You hope to maybe want to get that down to 55, maybe because you don't want your, to run your goalie to the ground as well. We see what we saw what happened last year when I know it was due to injury, but how fresh Sergey Bobrovsky looked when he, when the playoffs did come around as well. And we haven't seen situations mostly this season where Borowski has been pulled. It's only been, it's only happened twice. One of them against the Vancouver Canucks where the Florida Panthers, their first two games, their first two goals 
were on sloppy turnovers uh, in their own zone. And then Borowski on the third one, he gives the puck to the Vancouver Canucks and then they score. And then Stolar starts the third. And then the second one, which I would call it a fluke game, if looking back at it, the game against the Minnesota Wild, where they scored five power play goals as well. Those are the only two games that Sergey Bobrovsky was chased. Those are the only two. Outside of that, he's been outstanding. So, and here's another thing. With Stolarz's performance on the road, he's now getting picked up in multiple fantasy hockey leagues. This is something that Steel Roden and uh, and Flip Livingstone spoke about in their latest episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Because the expectation is that Stolarz is going to get a good amount of the starts coming down the stretch. The Panthers are in a very comfortable position in the standings. They don't care. And I repeat, they don't care where they finish. They just want to get into the dance as well. So that's another thing when it comes to it. And also, Spencer Knight's not not coming back unless there's an injury situation. Why mess with what's working? So, and I'm not saying trade Spencer Knight neither. Stolarz is is on the older side. So this is likely going to be yet another one-year deal stopgap and then bring possibly bring Spencer Knight in next year, which the waiver's exemption will be over for him too. So also let's not forget that Florida consistently drafts in the late rounds for goalie insurance. We and and a signing too. And some signings too. It's a signing is Ludovic Weber and then drafting Tali Muzelik and Olaf Clifford in the last few drafts too. Also speaking of uh going staying on the goaltending front Greg Wyshynski, after the stadium series, has Bobrovsky at number nine, the ninth best goalie in 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 the NHL. So that that is just showing the how Bobrovsky has bounced back. And the next five games we we mentioned, four of the next five are at home. So how are the Panthers going to use the splits? Bobrovsky is starting on on Tuesday against Ottawa. We already know that, uh, but again and let let's look let's look at the upcoming schedule and see where the Panthers and Sergey Bobrovsky get, get a little bit of rest there the Panthers the rest of the way they have three back-to-backs two in March one in April and the Panthers have a scheduling luxury. We've seen the scheduling luxury for the Panthers as far as only one game out of the Eastern time zone is left for this team, and that's on March 12th against Dallas. But in these three back-to-backs, the better team in each of these back-to-back, better quote-unquote better team on paper, is they're all on the front end. Rangers both times. The second end of one of them is New Jersey. The other one is Philly. And then Toronto is on the front end of a back-to-back with Montreal on the second end. And that's in the upcoming schedule. But the Panthers, they also don't have a gap of three or more days until between March 16th and March 21st, which is between a home game against the Tampa Bay Lightning and then a home game that very next Thursday against the National Predators. Outside of that, there's no three-plus-day gaps. A lot of games every other night as well so there might be less practice time as well during this time of year as the as as the schedule is being more condensed as well 
There's some that are like two days and over two day um two days off over a weekend as well, which it's funny because the flat Panthers during football season had two Sunday matinee games, which one of them was on a Dolphins bye week, the other one one was the Dolphins playing on Monday night football. But even with the football season being over, they only have one Sunday game against the Philadelphia Flyers in late March. So they don't have they don't have the multiple gaps there as, as far as that. And matinee games too. They have four of them in the the rest of the way. One of them is against Detroit. One of them is a nationally televised game against the Boston Bruins. Home against Detroit as well. Uh, there's also a late afternoon one against the Buffalo Sabres. And then I'm forgetting the, the next one as well. But four matinee games and one late afternoon game, a 5 p.m. start against the Buffalo Sabres. So we could see Maurice be very strategic as far as matinee games. So it's technically you're getting the rest of the day. Once that game is over, you're technically treating that as an additional day off because you're getting that start time a little earlier as well. So there's the the different ways of looking at it when it comes to the upcoming schedule, where the splits have been and what it could be down the line. But those are the options for the Panthers as far as back-to-backs, the lack of breaks, but also the Panthers possibly using the matinees coming up to their advantage as far as getting Stolars in because Stolars has earned more starts. Not saying that he he is not the number one. There, there's no goal. There's no debate about that. So it, it it's a it's a you couldn't ask for a great, better situation for the Florida Panthers when it comes to schedule and where the games are placed as well. So it is, it is an also, also an opportunity as well that, once again, with the strength of schedule, Boston is still the hardest strength of schedule remaining, while the Panthers currently, at this moment in time, have the 10th toughest strength of schedule remaining. Big opportunity for the Panthers to increase that lead in the Atlantic Division. But in the third and final segment, we are going to discuss how even though we firmly believe that the Florida Panthers are the best team in the East, but are they the best team in the NHL? We are going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. And we are past the halfway point of the season and regardless of where the Panthers are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially with Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy contests. All you have to do is pick studs like Austin Matthews, Sam Reinhart, Nikita Kucherov, Nathan McKinnon, They'll score more or less their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Cats fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fancy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. 
See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Third and final segment here on this Monday, February 19th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Monday. And by the way, that four-point game by on Saturday by Matthew Kachuk was his seventh four-point game with the Florida Panthers. Now third most in franchise history. Uh, by the way, Global Series this weekend did not catch the first game between the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia Flyers because did a post-game show, and I drove back home from Emily Arena uh, after after that. So did not catch the first one, uh, but just hearing the whole uh, Jonas Brothers and the whole Flyers coming out to Rocky while while the Devils were the Sopranos as well, pretty cool. But then the very next day where the New York Rangers came out to the fire um, to the fire department and NYPD of New York City, as well, great that great event that they had at MetLife Stadium. Got got to watch that one at least. Uh, crazy to think the another uh, blown lead by the New York Islanders as well, and another overtime loss too as well. But the NHL did announce that the NHL All Star Game will be coming to Long Island as a send off to the Winter Olympic Games in Milan as well. So, I mean, when you think about global series now, four nations, and then and then upcoming winter olympic games man is alexander barkov if he's not a household name already he is definitely going to be one and i i'm not crazy when i say this he could be the captain of team finland uh when the when the four nations and and or the olympic games uh come but let's go as far as best team the the topic at hand spoke about best team in the east but are they the best team in the nhl we spoke about the, the regulation wins for the Panthers and the Canucks when you look at when you look at comparables. And yeah, Vancouver has the better goal differential, more regulation wins, and 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 more points overall. That 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 you can't deny as far as that. The Panthers do have a an advantage as far as special teams, but this this game is not played as much on special teams as they are at five on five, obviously. Not not breaking any news there. But that's where you could see that the Florida Panthers could have a little bit of an advantage as far as that, as far as quote unquote best team in the NHL. Topic of conversation as far as forward depth is the Vancouver Canucks third line. Connor Garland, Teddy Bluger, Dakota Joshua. Um a, a line that has that is mostly misfits as well, as far as as far as coming from other teams. Garland was with the Arizona Coyotes, Bluger recently um, with the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. And the thing is, when you compare the third line of the Canucks versus the third line of the Panthers, it's still a work in progress for the Panthers as far as their third line as well. We spoke about the game which Sergei Bobrovsky was um, chased in the second one against the Vancouver Canucks um, back on December 14th on Roberto Luongo night, by the way. Um, and even with 15-1 shot on goal advantage in the third period, they still couldn't get anything past uh, Thatcher Demko as well. And different lineup for the Panthers now. Uh, Belinskis was a part of the mix at the time. Now he's in the AHL. Great to see that he is developing still uh, as well and still going to be part of the mix uh, in coming years, having an, ex- an extension. In that season series, uh, Kuzmenko scored twice. He's no longer with the, um, with the Vancouver Canucks. Now with the Calgary Flames, 
as part as that trade that brought Elias Lindholm to the mix. But Elias Lindholm is the better player, obviously. So just creating so much more depth um, for the Vancouver Canucks. And also, let's ask ourselves, what has the third line of the Panthers done since they have come back together, come together as well? A total of a quarterly four percentage of 63% shot on goal, shot four to shot against. And these are five on five, by the way. 67% and a goal differential of plus two. The most and the best game that the, this third line played of Lusterainen, Lundell, and Rodriguez. Best game was for for sure that Colorado game where they were matched up against the against the the top dogs of of Colorado as well. But also their game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, even though their Corsi four percentage was ten to five in favor of their opponents, they only allowed one shot on goal. And all five of their shot attempts were unblocked too. And and they got on the score sheet as well. So that's a, that's a big plus as far as that as well. So still a work in progress, but this could change the question that Bill Zito is asking himself as the trade deadline is approaching of what they need to add. Still a very small sample size, but still lots of room to build off that as well. And plus you could, the fact, the fact that there's so much flexibility in the lineup that you could put anyone with, not necessarily anyone with anyone, but you could put Rodriguez back on that top line if you need to. So, but Rodriguez being on that third line versus him on the top, Verhage on the second, and then Nick Cousins. Nick Cousins doesn't drive the play as much as Evan Rodriguez, at least in my opinion, as well. So I think that's creating more of a balance there as well. And is this line playoff worthy? Still yet to be seen as far as that. The line of Bluger, Joshua, and uh, and Garland, they played 38 games together. Right now, Dakota Joshua's hurt. But Corsi 4, 55%. Shots 4 at 55%. And plus 11. Goal differential at 5 on 5. They've had more of a sample size, which is by 30 plus games. So as far as the numbers that I read off to you, as far as Lundell, Lusterainen, and Rodriguez, those could come back to the mean. Could uh, in, in, in the coming games. But still... So far, so good as far as what we've seen and what we've liked as, again, guys who can bring the defensive game, be hard on the forecheck, and Evan Rodriguez using his handling and protecting the puck and his speed as far as to create offense is really helpful right now when it comes to this third line and just trying to provide more depth as well. So that is that as far as that goals for goals against the Vancouver Canucks are slightly higher as far as goals against, but I'm going to use that as a, I'm going to, as far as the eye test for Vancouver, I'm going to use that more of a Testament as there, as they are a very fast team. So there's going to be more chances going the other way on Thatcher Demko. But at the same time, the, the Canucks, they win a lot of games in regulation. The, Van- the Florida Panthers in 2022, when they were going for the President's Trophy, I mean, I-, I forget how many overtime games the Florida Panthers won. I believe it was 12 or 13. But, you know, you're, you're not seeing that with this Vancouver Canucks. So th- they don't give me 2022 Florida Panthers vibes at all. They finally got a coach uh, that 
meshes with the players as well. And it was a lot of untapped potential there as far as that. So am I going to go as far as saying they're the best team in the NHL? Because we've seen that question from NHL Network Radio and on 32 Thoughts as well. And they, they said they they never said they ne- none of them have said a definitive yes that they are the best team in the NHL. And I'm not going to give a definitive yes that they are neither. But if, if we continue to see this this out of the third line, we can go back to that conversation, reevaluate then, and see and maybe confidently say this in fact is the be- the best team in the NHL. But still. We can still be happy about them being the best team in the East because, after all, that's that. Those are the teams that they're going to be running into in the postseason, and plus, their record is better against the East. So, that is more of what the focus for the Florida Panthers should be, as far as that. And hey, if the Panthers don't win the Presidents Trophy, I know a lot of you guys are superstitious about that. The Florida Panthers don't win the Presidents Trophy end up making the Stanley Cup final and they and they don't face off against the Vancouver Canucks and have home ice in the in the final I, I'm sure a lot of that uh, that would be a win-win for a lot of you guys out there as well who who do believe in the President's Trophy superstition as far as that which only 25% of teams that has have won the President's Trophy have gone on and win the and won the Stanley Cup last one being in 2013 which was a shortened season by the Blackhawks so that is my that is my breakdown of whether the Florida Panthers are or are not the best team in the NHL, but still up there as far as just a big force in this league. That's going to do it for this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. We are going to try to get a Tuesday edition of the show out for you, but if we don't, we are going we will be back with you guys on Wednesday for a post-game re- reaction to the Florida Panthers against the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday night for for their second matchup of the season and on a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Lockdown NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.